Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Good morning and welcome aboard. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy House Smarts Radio. Your host, Lou Manfredini, is handy, witty, and some might even say the bomb. But wherever this journey takes you, you'll surely have an enjoyable time. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. At this time, please make sure your coffee is hot, radio is turned up, and tool belt is tightly fastened. All portable electronic devices must not be set to airplane mode in order to stream live. I'm excited, and I feel relaxed, and I'm ready. We know you have a choice with Barrier Dial Lands on Saturday mornings. So on behalf of the entire cabin crew, we thank you for flying the friendly airwaves of House Smarts Radio. Good day to fly. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Good morning, Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio. Thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, we got lots planned for you today. Uh, next week, we have a new product show. We have even more stuff planned for you today, and we're working to put that all together, which will be a lot of fun. I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, later on this morning. Uh, good morning to Lindsay. Good morning to Don. Good morning to Andy. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing good well. Good morning. Very well, thank good you. Good morning. Today, by the way, is going to be a White Sox Saturday. Because oh, really? I heard the news about uh, Jason Benetti mm-hmm. leaving mm-hmm. the uh, White Sox uh, broadcast booth. Right. And we are going to go on a full court press to get Andy hired to have that job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do it. I you want to get rid of me like that the, bad, huh? The, uh, I, mean the, the, I mean, it's just like the easiest decision for Jerry Reinsdorf. He's talented. He's been there. He's got all this experience. He's got a great voice. Loves baseball. Good local talent. To bring into the baseball team, absolutely. And he's a handsome fella for, for TV. Well, thanks mm-hmm. so much. I was <laughs> glad to hear that someone other than my wife thinks that way. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'm, your mom probably thinks yeah, that's that good too. Point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. I am like your uncle. <laughs> yes, uh, you are. So anyway, we're gonna the full all all morning long. Full we're gonna, court so press. So Lindsay's huh? gonna try and we're gonna do like a Jonathan Brandmeyer thing and see if she can find Jerry Reinsdorf's uh, phone number. <laughs> we're gonna call him. Yeah, know? that'll that'll help. I think we that'll, need like a yeah <laughs> something to lead up to his. I'm to his wondering name. Like, if oh, like, you mean j- the amazingly talented and uh, handsome exactly. and wonderful, wonderful right, voice, right? Right. We're gonna. So it's all about <laughs> right. Andy Mazur and getting him that gig, and uh, so that would be in. And uh, and I, I know you know Steve Stone. That'd be a nice yeah, little thing, I you know, a nice little work with camaraderie thing. Yeah. I like that. Like the mm-hmm. whole setup, it makes perfect sense to me. I sadly don't know anybody within the White Sox organization, but I'm on for four hours, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> right There's on. a good chance that somebody that works for the White Sox listens to this radio show. Wouldn't you say that's a fair that's, thing? It's quite, quite a big possibility, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that open uh, that I love that Lindsay did years ago about the airplane, you know, the movie Airplane. My son, Max, absolutely loves the movie Airplane, so he will randomly send me like a... A text. You know, it's like, the best. Oh, don't call me Shirley. You know, mm-hmm. so he'll just you know, it's just funny, <laughs> like, like funny little things. Well, John Williams earlier in the week, uh, I was listening, and um, he actually interviewed the filmmakers of Airplane, who just wrote a book called 
Surely you can't be serious. Such a, oh, wow. Such a good interview. Andy, were you in the studio? When, no, when I, I, was, you... I was listening to it, though, and uh, so... he, he had to pull only 10 minutes of it to, to air, but I think the full interview is on our website, WGNRadio.com. Yeah, it's on the website. It's uh, If you go to WGNRadio.com and you go to John's page, uh, legendary filmmakers David Zucker and Jim Abrams uh, talk about the making the true story of Airplane. These guys were so funny. Hilarious. And and John loves the movie, too, and so he was kind of like a little kid in a candy store with the whole thing. And he would be like, what about this line? What about this line? You know, and, and just talking about, you know, the the hilarity of some of these <laughs> serious actors, you know, saying, hey, Jimmy, have you ever been to a Turkish prison? You know, like, <laughs> Peter Graves, um, you know, if, if you're of a certain age, you don't know, he was a, a legendary, not, not necessarily a serious actor, but he was pretty serious, yeah. and... They just had so much fun with it. And uh, there's a funny story as to how they got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. to do it. And all I'm going to say is it has to do with a rug. It does. <laughs> That's right. I heard it's that story. so funny. That, and, that scene with him in the cockpit with the kid, it's it's just golden. Oh, yep. You tried dragging Walton up and down. I mean, it's just <laughs> so good. Tell your old man to drag Walton to lear oh. up the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> It's so good, and it's so good. So go to the website and listen to it, and it just made me so happy. Uh, and I was like, oh, I, I, as I was listening, I'm going, oh, that's how I'm going to open up my show, because I have the exact thing that Lindsay did years ago on Airplane, which is very nice. Um, 857-557-4LU, 857 is our phone number. I got lots of questions. It is also today Veterans Day. And um, I know that we, you know, uh, there was some uh, celebration for it yesterday. Today, I guess, is the official day. Um, I am always, uh, uh, you know, grateful for all the men and women that serve in our armed forces. Uh, on a personal note, uh, my um, brother-in-law, Matt Harmon, uh, served in the Army National Guard for 23 years, served in Afghanistan um, for a tour of duty uh, during the height of that uh, conflict and war. And uh, I'm so grateful that he did and also came back in one piece. And both of his sons now are serving in the Illinois National Guard as well. And uh, they're just two fine young men. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of, of all three of them to be associated with them and to all the veterans that uh, that do this uh, for us and uh, keep us safe every single day. So appreciate it. And uh, and tons of respect for all of you. Uh, so happy Veterans Day. I hope it's a, an enjoyable day for all of you. And a big thank you uh, for sure. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Let's uh, get to our... Oh, my first call's not showing up there, Linz. Uh, check that out for me. Noel's not... Uh, you're, yeah, no, it's not. Oh, there it is, right there. Thank you very much. This is Noel in uh, Hinsdale. Hey, Noel, you're on House Marts Radio. Good morning. Hi, Lou. Uh, Lou, I've got uh, uh, two questions. One, uh, I'm looking to convert a bathtub to a walk-in shower, and I'm wondering what's the approximate cost and if you can recommend three co- companies that I should get a <laughs> quote from. Okay. Um <laughs> So you want to gut it? Uh, I, all I want to do is change the bathtub to a walk-in shower. Right, but in other words, you don't want to just cut a hole in the side of the tub. You want to take the tub out. Right, right. And is there tile on that wall? 
there is it's a Corian enclosure. Okay. So, all right. So, so that's the, probably got to be replaced. Correct. Right, because that you know they do a really good job of gluing that to the wall and in order to get the tub out they're going to have to break that out so you're talking about gutting the whole thing that area okay okay and but i mean so you got a couple you have a bunch of options for this um there was an advertiser here a while ago called bath fitter and they're an acrylic bathtub liner company but they also will come in and do exactly what you want if you just want to do I want the tub and the shower walls out, and I want a walk-in shower with a new shower door, right? And maybe some grab bars. By the way, right? anybody doing a bathroom right now, okay, if you're remodeling your bathroom, put a grab bar in there. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, or if you're 80, for sure. You just yeah, we're got- 80, and we're putting in gobs of grab bars. Can, it's it's going to be like, like a gymnasium. Yeah, it's going to be like the monkey bars. Uh, I don't want, no, I don't want to know. Anyway, um, so, uh, but it's it's absolutely, you should do it. And and I, I come from it from, you know, I'm a, still a, I like to think of myself as a spry. I'm not young anymore, but I'm still spry. And when I had my knee done, um, you know, you go in there and you're like, oh, I really want something to hang on to, just in case, you know, especially early on. And so that's my big thing. So anyway, Bathfitter is one option for you to get a bid, a bid from, and you can go to bathfitter.com as their website. You may have heard me talk about Access, all about access.com as their website. They are kind of the preeminent bathroom remodeling company for doing exactly what you want. And these people really, really know what they're doing. Now, they're not necessarily a liner company, they'll probably come in and you know, they really understand about making your shower a jungle gym. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're all about helping people stay in their home and, uh, and living there the way you want it and making it safe for you. I've heard from countless WGN listeners who have used Access, and they're, like, ridiculously happy with their work. Their phone number, you got a pen or a pencil ready? Yeah, I do. 844-IL... Lifts, L-I-F-T-S. And where you're in Hinsdale, Noel, right? Um, right. One other company that you could contact that might be able to help you, uh, I think they'll go to Hinsdale, uh, is Cobblestone Remodeling. And uh, their number is 773-681-6000. No, is that right? Seven seven three six eight one. Nope, she's typing. I'm getting there. there. I know it's six one six one, and we can't remember the first three on the exchange here. Seven seven three cobblestone remodeling. Uh, six six one zero six zero six. Seven seven three six six one zero six zero six. What's funny is I can. Lindsay's got a list, and so as I'm giving you the names, I see her looking up at the list. And then trying to, is it alphabetical? Did you put your list? Is it alphabetical? No. No. See, that would be helpful. It would be. Cobblestones with a C. Memorized, so I know where things are. There you go. Okay. So anyway, uh, anyway, that's three people, and um, and uh, I highly recommend you get it done um, 
and put lots of grab bars, like you said. Make life easy on yourself. Yeah. And the other question I have is I've got a a 70-year-old asphalt driveway that's in remarkably good shape uh, for being 70 years old, but um, I haven't taken care of it the way I should have. And I need to make it last two years. And I, I know I should tear it all out and put in six six inches of yep. compressed rock and all that. I, I'm not going to do that. And the house is probably a teardown. So, um, so just coat it. Make it look nice and coat it. Have a professional okay. come out and clean it up really well. Have them coat it so it's nice in one color. And if you know it's a teardown, there's no, there's no reason to spend that kind of money on a driveway. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I don't want to do that. Okay, uh, is it is it too late to do that for this um, mm, this year? Probably. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks a lot for your help. You got it, Noel. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is the phone number. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. Over the years, much like a fine wine, people age and they gain their knowledge and expertise about their home as they live in it over time. I have a pocket door that is off the track and I can't open or close it. Thank God it's open so I can get into the bathroom. Others, like me, need people like Lou. I got a flat roof that I want to extend the life of it. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini, taking your calls live about any questions you have about your home. We got a cast iron sink and it has more scratches on it than I have wrinkles on my face. Right here on House Smarts Radio. And in my heart, are you, uh, Lindsay, are you a fan of the pocket door? You like a good I'm pocket door? It's, if it's going to save me a bunch of space, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Mike J and his wife, they're uh, like planning to build a new house. And uh, Chris loves pocket doors. And at the first go-around when they were designing the house, so the house is full of pocket doors because she loves the efficiency of a pocket door, right? I mean, so it really is when you think about it. It just slides Absolutely. in. It's not in the way. Blah, 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 blah. But, but I don't love pocket doors, and Mike doesn't love pocket doors. And so we're having a discussion now. Mary Beth and I have been married a long time. Mike and Chris have been married a long time. Mike and I worked together for a very long time, and we are in many ways – you know that you know this. You've been around us. We can finish. We're like a married couple. He and I. We could finish each other's sentences, right? Yes. And so we're having the four of us. This is a while ago. We're having a discussion about the design of the house, and they're asking some input. And like I go, man, that's a lot of pocket doors. Oh, I love pocket doors. And she's going on and on and on and on. And Mike looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, what's the problem with the pocket door?" And I go, "Oh, they always end up scratching." I was just going to say that's what that's they, my. Always yeah. end up scratching. What are you talking about? I go, no matter what, there's always like something that hits it. Mm-hmm. And you look at anybody that has a pocket door, and somewhere, typically in the middle of the door, there's a scrape that you can't get out of the door. Yeah. And then it drives drive me crazy. Bad. I get it. We have two pocket doors in our house, both scratched. Drives me nuts. And I know what I'm doing. <laughs> 857. 857- Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. You know what I just realized? I just looked up at my official clock in my studio here, and I never changed it. I'm like, wow, it's already seven <laughs> thirty. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, lots wow. to talk about. Oh, uh, remember what today is. It's all about Andy Mazur getting the job working for the White Sox. So if you work for the White Sox, your uh, broadcaster is right in front of your face. He actually works here at WGN Radio. And remember, he was helping out there for like half the year as well. So, like, he knows the people. He's got a great voice. He's a handsome fella. And Andy Mazur is your guy for the broadcast booth at White Sox Park. But first, here's this report of news with Don Kleppen. You're listening to Lou, and he's taking your calls live. Good morning. Thank you for your show. Because of you, I'm 32% handier than I used to be. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I'll take it. If something around your house has you scratching your head, he just might have an answer. Well, it's a great solution. My next solution is to teach the family how to use coasters correctly. <laughs> <laughs> now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Well, I got my first truck when I was three. Drove 100,000 miles on my Hauling marbles and rocks and thought it twice before I hauled a Barbie doll beer for the girl next door. She tried to pay me with a kiss and I began to understand it's something women like about a pickup man. Welcome back. 857-5574-Lou. I love the line about that. I'm 32% more handy. That's like, uh, that reminded me of the four out of five dentists. You know, four out of five dentists recommend uh, whatever. <laughs> what about the fifth one? No, eat more uh, candy, yeah. right? That's a good one. 857-5574-LOU, 857-557-4568. This is Ken in Northwest Indiana. Hi, Ken. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou, and thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Well, um, we are doing a master bath remodel, and it's uh, we have a double vanity. It's made out of cultured marble or manufactured marble. Yep. And the one sink... Um, actually has some fine cracks. I think it might be only in the finish because of probably high temperature from uh, shaving. So is there a way to refinish that or just to sand off the, you know, uh, lightly sand the uh, so, finish in wait, order to... So you're, you re, so you're redoing your... I'm going to... We, we got to get in with the new lingo now. We got to be more politically oh, correct. Primary your bath. primary bath. Okay, which I'm, yes. I'm all I'm all for. You're how far are we going on this redo? Well, retiling, uh, taking down the mirror, single mirror above the 84 inch uh, double vanity, mm-hmm. and uh, putting in tile and of course uh, ac- accent tiles in the middle, and two individual uh, light fixtures and two individual uh, uh, mirrors. Is there, as well as, is there a Mrs. Ken? Yes. Okay. Her name is Lisa. <laughs> when you and Lisa get done with all this beautiful new updates to your primary bath, the thing that's going to stick out like a sore thumb is your old vanity top. Okay. And, 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 and to be fair, if it's a cultured marble top, <clears throat> you're not going to do anything to refresh it. It doesn't work that way okay. like a solid surface material. Now, I get it. It's a big top, and it's long, and, you know, it's it's expensive. But what I would recommend, what, what are you doing with the cabinets? Are you going to paint the cabinets? No, they're in per- perfect condition. They're maple, um, a real light, and they match uh, other cabinets in our uh, primary ba- uh, bedroom. Okay. If it were me. So they're safe. If it were me. You could probably find down by you a uh, a countertop manufacturer that does quartz countertops, 
and have okay. them come out and measure that top and do a two bowl undermount, do like a white quartz. Okay, and there's a there's a myriad of different styles of white, but you could do the simplest of white tops, which look beautiful on top of maple cabinets, and then do a couple of undermount uh, Kohler sinks uh, underneath there with some new faucets. And yeah, it's going to cost money. But um, you're going to do all this other work, and the thing that you're going to focus most on when you're all done is how nice the countertop and sinks and everything look with the new mirror on top. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just I replaced the faucets and the uh, drains last year. Well, and I mean, so, you can you can reuse that. That's not a problem. But, yeah, you know, if, that, yeah. if you like those, that's fine. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, one other question, if I might. Sure. Um, our uh, garage doors, uh, the uh, seal on the bottom of the garage door, after 22 years now, um, they're compressed a great deal. They don't, uh, and they're brittle. Right. So I was wondering, is there an easy replacement? I look at it, and it's a track that's attached to the bottom of the door. Yeah. Would so the door that, have to be dismounted? No, no, no. So, so that aluminum track, right, when you look at it, it's got yes. two little tracks, one in the front and one in the back, right? Yes, yes. That entire rubber gasket pulls out of there. So with the door mm -hmm. open, now with it being so brittle, it'll just you'll you'll just tear it all off. You can buy that at the hardware store. Okay. Okay, in the weather stripping aisle, typically at the hardware store, they have this whether you have a single car or two car, you got to buy the right ones. And once you Clean that all up. One of the problems can be is that aluminum inside that track can become anodized a little bit. So if you take a little yeah. small um, uh, wire brush, okay, and go along that track and clean it up as inside that groove on both sides, that's the thing that's critical. Don't put any oil or anything. Just clean it and leave it dry. Then with the, with the, uh, with the rubber gasket that you're going to buy, uh, from the hardware store, leave that inside so it gets warm. I need it to be yep. ma malleable, okay? And then you're going to start at one end, and this is the kind of thing where it's a good thing to have, especially with a two car garage, to have help with because you're gonna, you're gonna, you you kind of fold the gasket and then you line it up into the track and then you pull with your hand and you kind of feed it a little bit and then you know you, you'll be able to feed it the length of your arms maybe five or six feet but then somebody's going to be on the end of it with a little bit of tugging pressure and someone's going to feed it and you're going to bring it all the way to the end and you get it to the very end of the jam of the door and then you use a utility knife and cut off the remainder on the other side and that's it it's uh it's actually quite a satisfying little home improvement correct Okay. I appreciate it. Good luck Thank with you. the bathroom. Good luck with the garage. Thank you so much for uh, calling. 857 857-557-4568 is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Literally. From hammering drywall to hammering the guitar... From ripping wood to ripping cords. And from melting snow to melting face. 
Now back to your host, master of many trades, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. That's some of your finest editing right there. <laughs> Welcome back. It's not going well. I've been very busy. And I'm mad at myself. I need, I need like... You know what I want to do? I, you know how like an author goes off to like some cabin in Ireland, and I got to get this book written. Isn't that yes. what? Uh, isn't that what? Um, um, <clears throat> uh, J.K. Rowling did with Harry mm-hmm. Potter, mm-hmm. right? Didn't she like leave her family? Did she divorce her husband or something like that? Or am I making that up? I don't know her. Something like that, story. right? I bet Don yeah. knows. Uh, but she went off to like <laughs> oh, some is it like an undercut. I bet Don no, Don will know. Don no, will know. Don would know something like I'm, I'm saying Don's yeah. probably I'm gonna guess that he is a Harry Potter fan. Huh. Were you a Harry Potter reader? I was I am a big Harry Potter fan, but you uh, see? Yeah. and you I remember do... the J.K. Rowling thing, didn't she go off to like some some Irish something and um, write the book? I know that she did start her initial notes for it were on like a you know coffee house napkin or something like that. Right. Amazing. But there's some story where, like, she left and, like, I need to write this book. Like, it was, you know, like, in her and she just left her family. I mean, I don't think she left her family, but anyway. <laughs> I have I have heard yeah. stories like that of artists, you know, and I, I didn't yeah. know if JK was one of them, but who was right. sort of like. So what I need to do is find, like, mm-hmm. a month where I can go to, like, where would I go that I could just sit with the guitar for a month and then come back and be like Van Morrison? <laughs> Maybe right. like one of those yurts, like in Mexico, like or a like year, uh, right. You'd smoke a lot of pot and, <laughs> and smoke a lot of pot and learn to play the guitar. There you go. And you I don't found even smoke it. pot. <laughs> but right. but hey, now it's an opportunity now, I mean, for the month. It's for my art. Exactly. That's what I would be like. What exactly. happened to Lou? Oh, he totally. took off for a month. How come he's not in there? He's living in a yurt. Right. It's perfect. This I is a good plan. Think about that all the time. I wish that I did do that sometimes, just because I think that because I'm a I terrible. I went to college writer. with a guy that after college graduated from college, and he lived in a yurt. Like in, what is, I don't even know what a yurt is. Neither did I. It's like a tent. Right, Don? Yes. Yeah, right. It's With like a hole a, in the middle. Right. And so that the steam can escape. It's like a hot oh. hut or something. Yeah. So it's like a indigenous teepee, but bigger. Yep. And more round. Like, I think you can stand up around the edges. Right, right. And there's a big hole in the top. And he was like, oh, yeah, I live, I think, in San Francisco. And I think at that time, because I'm older, he was running around chasing after the dead, you know, following the dead, the Grateful Dead. And then he would put up his yurt and, like, sell T-shirts. I'm like, good job. You're doing a good job with that college degree. Go get him, Tiger. Right. Torched it in the... Uh... He's probably now, you know, a retired, uh, totally. you know, dot-com guy that made millions of dollars. Right. right. Well, From an idea that was right. birthed in the yurt. Right. Exactly. Here I am telling people how to caulk. 857 <laughs> which is awesome. 857 lou is our phone number. Uh, let's get a good call in here. This is um, Carol in Lombard. Hi, Carol. Hi, good morning. Morning. I have a question. All right. My, the guy who usually cleans out my gutters tells me that's the worst thing I could do is to put gutter guards on there or gutter covers. And I told him I was listening to Lou, and he said a couple weeks ago what? he's had wonderful gutter guards on the house for the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course the gutter guy that cleans that would say that because then he's not going to clean your gutters. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's giving me a line of caca. What's good? That's what's going on. So that's why I called. Well, I mean, <clears throat> look, the reality of it is gutter guards work, and 
they do keep the, you don't have to clean them out. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, you, they, they, in particular, if you have a tall house and you know, what the, the, the home we put them on was tall, really tall. And when I first, you know, we moved into that house, I would get up on the roof to the point where I even put a ring coming through the roof so I could tie myself off. Because if I fell off that roof, there would be no time for crying. I'd be done. So we put the gutter guards on, and in 22 years, we never cleaned them again. So those Fantastic. those were a product called Leaf Relief. Leaf Relief, okay. And it used to be owned by Alcoa. But if you search Leaf Relief, you'll find it. I think Masco owns them now. It's literally just an aluminum sieve, and um, it works great. And you'll you'll you'll, you'll pay to install them, which will be more than your gutter cleaner. But you'll never clean the gutters again. Perfect. That's the whole idea. All right, Carol. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is uh, Pete in Norwich. Hey, Pete. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. What's going on? Well, uh, my wife and I are interested in getting a standby generator from uh, Generac. Okay. But they want to sell you the large one and to cover the whole house. And we're more, we're more interested in the 7.5. And uh, they said there's a lot of problems with it. Well, I did look it up. I went to the library and looked it up on the computer. And it seemed like people weren't really following the uh to have it checked every year annually or changing the battery uh, when they are recommended by the company. Okay, so, so uh, I, let, let me let me stop you for a second because I'm going to give you personal, okay. ex- personal experience. So we had a generator okay. on the house in Chicago that we installed okay. in 2002 that was a 7.5 kW. It wasn't a Generac. Right. It was a Briggs & Stratton. And okay. at the time, 20-some years ago, the the... Um, the the way that that industry was is you know it was a it wasn't relatively new it was it was relatively new in the residential world and to do the whole house back then was very very expensive okay and so what they were saying is look we'll just do the critical stuff if you lost power and uh, and the seven point five kW eight kW generator. Will run your furnace. It'll run your um, your sump pump. It'll run a couple of refrigerators, some lighting circuits, and you know basically what you need to run. You know what I mean? It's not going to do everything, but there's no yes. there's no difference. This is such a line that they're giving you, Pete. The engine is the engine, okay? Whether it's uh-huh. a ten horse engine or a fifteen horse engine. It's still an engine, and the generator is a generator, whether it's 8KW or 20, and both of them require annual maintenance, period. We did annual maintenance on that one every year, and it's still running today. That's what I was. I found on the computer. A lot of people weren't following up with their annual checkups yeah, on the right, and that, on the generator. And that's no matter what. So now, while Generac is the, you know, kind of the name, right? There's yeah. a lot of other companies yeah. out there too. So we have a house in um, southeastern Wisconsin, 
And um, I installed in that house a 15KW whole house generator. Now, this one is a whole house. Now, when you talk to like a Generac, and you know, most electricians and stuff, they'll tell you that really you want probably want 20KW, but you can definitely get re- go by with 15. There's a company, they're, uh-huh. they're based out of Milwaukee, although they don't build them in Milwaukee, called Champion Generators. And yeah, that, I heard of that. And I installed that one. I had an electrician up here uh, in in Wisconsin do it. Um, but uh, even like, you know, Arnold Electric, our guys at Arnold Electric, you can talk to them about putting in a backup generator. They'll put in whatever you want and wire it the right way. Well, we had those, and they wanted to install the big one. And then we asked about the smaller, the 75 and the guy, and I could hear him on the other end of the line, whoever this guy that was here was talking to, and he said, well, then they have to get a, a manual start one. Not, <laughs> so, not true. Uh, not, not true. Not true. I, I, I know. We didn't follow up with them. Yeah. Two, two things I want you to do. Look up Champion Generators, and then I want you to okay. call Arnold Electric and talk to them. Arnold. Okay. We, I have the number for them. I can give it to you if you want. Okay. 847-565-1167. Okay. I got it. All right. Call, call me back and let me know what happens after you talk to all those people. Appreciate the phone call. 857-557-4LU. Hey, coming up after uh, 7 o'clock this morning, we have a really good word of the day with a really interesting, fun fact. It is a word... That has all five things in it. What? That's all I'm going to say. It's called a tease in the business. Okay, I'll say it. It is a word that has all of the vowels in it in a row. That's interesting. Don knows it. (laughs) The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Morning and out to school. Time now for our word of the day. I don't understand. Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you. It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Well, of course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep. But we like to teach you a thing or two. They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became their humid, prepossessing homo sapiens with full-sized aortic pumps. Now back to Lou on House Smarts Radio. Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. Can you think of a word, you study anyone listening, that has all of the vowels in it in order? The guy behind you won't leave you alone. Anyone? Well, Lindsay, you know the word. I got Andy, Don. Mm, that is word, a tough one. It's mm. an adjective. Okay. All the vowels, A-E-I-O-U, in order. I hope I say this right, because she didn't give me the phonetic spelling, and now I'm questioning myself. Not in a row, in order. What did I say? No, you're right. But, like, sometimes I state out that fact, which I do often at dinner parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facidious. Nope. Nope. What's, how do I say it? Facetious. Oh, facetious. Facetious. See See how you could say facidious? I can. But (laughs) But you should have... Facetious. Okay, that's a tough one. 
<laughs> and no phonetic on this one too. That's rough. I know. Right. <laughs> Not nice. Everybody thinks you're so nice. Well, truthfully, we've talked about this word before on the show, and I have mm. stated that fun fact before. I mean, it was years ago. So I gotcha. thought, and I use this word all the time. Facetious. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's an adjective oh, treating sorry. serious issue with deliberately inappropriate humor. Wow. I try to be facetious in some newscasts whenever I can get away with it. Facetious uses all the vowels in a row. F-A-C-F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. And if you you made it an adverb like facetiously, then it would include Y. (gasps) How about it? He used oh, a yeah, thesaurus. One up in you all the time. He's always got to get that leg up. He's Just you know, leg up. sometimes why? That's the vowel oh, there. Going. Yeah, that's good. Facetiously, I like fastidiously. it. <laughs> <laughs> there is fastidious. There's that one. There is that fastidious. You're right. And it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe it's, that's hanging. So you. that's your word Stay of the day. Stay tuned next week. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Tease. So uh, you know this. So today we're going to try and get Andy the job working for the White Sox. Andy, tell me if I'm getting in your way here. You You're know, not getting in probably actually trying to get in the job. Okay. And then he's like, and then that guy, that fix it guy, ruined it for me. <laughs> I was right there. I had the interview, and then Reinsdorf said, "Nope, out." I, I never liked that guy. Um, here's the thing. Uh, you know how you're, uh, recently I said, you know, you should really bring back the, whoa, Nelly. Yeah. That could yeah. be your thing if you record uh, that. Right? You could bring that back. And I bet you, I'm going to bet you that Jerry Reinsdorf was a Keith Jackson fan. Well, who wasn't? Yeah. Who wasn't? I mean, really? It's way back. It's way back. It's, it could be, whoa, oh, Nelly. Nelly. It's a home run. Annie Mays are here on the call. Uh-huh. We'll be right back after this word from Old Style. No, they don't serve Old Style. <laughs> Old Falstaff right? or something like that, right? Falstaff. <laughs> bring back all that. Right. Maybe that's what you do. You bring back the, all that stuff. All the old beers. What a lot think... of people don't know, too, is Andy has a wooden leg. And that would be kind of an homage <laughs> With to... an ashtray built into it. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up. But, by the way, speaking of Bill Vec, I hate to, I hate to uh, divert the attention here, but did you, ever, did you see the, uh, the documentary on his son, Mike? No, but I the, heard the king John, of sec, the king of second was, chances or something. Like that. That's what. Yeah, I, I watched heard, it on an airplane. Oh man, it is awesome. Really, it is really good. Really, he was, really good. Uh, he was a uh, he was a groundbreaking guy that everybody like. It's kind of that you know the 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 thing where like you get these people that come up with all these crazy ideas and everybody thinks that's nuts. No one's going to do that, and now everybody does it all. You know what I mean? Like he was innovative for his time. Mm, yeah, gotcha. very right. And you know, when people are innovative, you know, you you the question it. Oh well, we don't can't do it that way. You know, I mean, look at the right. What's the crazy thing with with the Cubs? He planted the ivy out. Right, the, he's the one that did that. It is a wow, like an iconic thing for Wrigley Field. Absolutely, right. Yeah, and now people could not even imagine that there would not be ivy at Wrigley Field. Yeah, I think he's now uh, Mike is actually getting involved with Bill Murray in that Joliet project. Oh. They're trying to buy the Slammers, I think. Cool. Yeah. I think he did buy it too, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. but I digress. It's a it's a great uh, great documentary for those that are uh, inclined to uh, learn a little well, bit more about the life of Mike. That would be a great thing Beck. for you to talk about when you're broadcasting, like at spring training for the White Sox. Yeah, totally. You could go down to Florida, right? They don't, don't they play in Florida? Oh, they're in Arizona now. Yeah, yep, Arizona. Yep. Oh, even better. Yeah. It's even better. It's dry heat. You know, it's good for your lungs. You can take your wife with you when you're out there. I, I love this whole idea. I think it's such a simple. Andy Mazur, as the uh, play-by-play guy on uh, television 
for the White Sox. Uh, Jerry or your people, if you're listening, uh, I can get you his phone number. I've got a, he's got a direct. You call me, and I'll set it. I'll put the thing together, and then you two guys go meet what's somewhere. Your, what's your cut, by the way? I just want to know. Nothing, that I want nothing. It's just really. Hey, it's the we're family. Oh. This is how smart family. What a guy! I know. It's a good dude. Me. What a guy! <laughs> Lindsay wants three percent. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And I'm not being facetious when I say that. Hey. Oh. Hold on. I didn't even use this when I said the word. Oh facetious. right. Right. I was supposed to do that. Right. There it is. <laughs> That's for you. Good job. Thanks. And he's already off the hook for the word of the day. <laughs> totally. All right. You're done. Nice. See? See, that's the kind of stuff you're going to get, right. White Sox. Yeah. Include that Thinking in the Thinking on his tape. feet. He's quick <laughs> with right. the comment. Keeping the, the, the viewers and the listeners, you know, at, at every... Yeah. I mean, look, they need a good broadcaster. Got to entertain. They're not that good right now, so we need to make it entertaining. Absolutely. And that's the kind of thing that advertisers and sponsors can get around. See, Andy, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. That's the truth. It's go. really about the sponsor. Preach on. Right? Smart guy. Right. right? Yep. Andy Mazur, your play-by-play announcer, new play-by-play announcer, taking over for the great Jason Benetti. Good Godspeed to Jason Benetti out in Detroit. I hope he does well. He's a talented young Very man. Very talented, yeah. He's the best. Uh, really t- talented guy. And a nice guy but as well. But he's no Andy Mazur. That's right. Well. Just mic drop right there. 857 557 Lou. 857 And then uh, later on, too, I want to uh, talk, Andy, about the whole Michigan thing, because it's a problem yeah. with my family. Cause I, I can imagine. Michigan uh, graduates, my daughter-in-law, my son. It's a whole crazy thing, and I'm going to see watch the game tonight. I think it's tonight, right? That's a big game. I mean, that's... Uh, right. I don't Penn like State. it. So hold on. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that later, it. because I, I got lots of questions I don't understand. 857-557-4LU. This is Greg in Joliet. Hey, Greg, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Luke? I'm doing good. What's going on? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I got some steel cabinets, and the they had a bunch of stickers on them, and I used a heat gun to get the stickers off, but there's glue that is still left on there. Is there a product out there I could get that glue off with? Oh, my gosh. This is going to be your new favorite product. All right. Superzilla. Super Philip? Super like Godzilla, you know? Okay. Superzilla. You should be able to find it at a hardware store. It is a cleaner slash bio-based oil and it is the best thing for like sticky glue stuff squirt it on go have a cup of coffee come back in 10 minutes and get ready to be amazed beautiful all right i'll go get some you're good man thanks for calling appreciate it this morning eight five seven five five seven four lou the word of the day is facetious and i'm not kidding We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. If anyone mistreats Taylor, it's on. She has her army, like all of her fans attack. Sure. Well, that's kind oh, of yeah. how your fans are with me. And How Smarts Radio. Because now I'm gonna, I get all these text messages, like with the Renee thing, too. Rini? I know a Rini. My cousin's name is Rini. Taking your calls live till 10. So I'm just going to keep quiet. They would call them Swifties, right? So what would they call them? Swifties. The Louis? The there we the go. Lucre. I like that. Yeah. Now back to Lou. Lu- loopies. We call them Loopies. Loopies. <laughs> <laughs> and his Loopies. Right here on House Smarts Radio. And I mean that affectionately. Welcome back. 
Waterloo, 857 557. I love this song, by the way. That's a great song. Right? I didn't know it. I don't know how I come up with this stuff. That's a great song. That's a great song. Good job. Type in like groupies in a song. And this was one of the many songs that came up, and I was like, oh, I really dig it. I bet Lou will like it. It was made in 70-something. Sure. It's my wheelhouse right there. American Mm -hmm. band. That's a good one. Loopies. We love you, Loopies. So did you hear the broadcaster, though? That was like a new broadcaster. That That is. that. For those who don't know, that is uh, Lindsay's uh, very handsome and talented uh, husband, David, who has a great voice. And he's trying to take over my job. Well, he's going to produce uh, the 9 o'clock hour, I heard. He's going to step in. Do you in want and... me to record another one? Do you want me to record another one? Do you want me to do one more? Right. He's good. Got it. Pride and Joy, Green Bay, Wisconsin. 857-5574-LU, 857-557-4568. This is Maria in Elgin. Hi, Maria. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. How may I help you this morning? I have a question about our dishwasher. Started making a sound where the lights would come on, the lights would go off, and no one was in the room. And no, it's not haunted. But so we had the outlet under the sink replaced with a GFI because the the original one wasn't a GFI. Okay. And then it seemed to work fine. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't working. And we had a neighbor come over who's got one of those tools that you can check to test the line. And he says the electric lines are okay, but he thought that it was the GFI plug because he said the uh, light, you know, that should be on, wasn't on. So we got a new GFI, and everything seemed to work. Through all of this, with both of the outlets, the disposer works. So one side is controlled only by the switch. The other side of the outlet is supposed to be hot. We are right back to where we were before. The dishwasher works. It doesn't work. You unplug it. You plug it. You put it in. The side that's powered by the disposer it doesn't work it doesn't work and all of a sudden boom it works so my question is is it the dishwasher do i need an electrician to come out and redo the wiring okay hold on hold on hold on a second prior to you switching to a gfci outlet Mm -hmm. it was plugged into a regular receptacle and what was the problem with the dishwasher the lights went out and it wouldn't work. You press the button to turn it on and nothing happened. There was no power to it. Correct. And that receptacle that was under the fridge was a split receptacle where it, the, switch, the, the, yes. sw- the switch the yes. switch did one half. I'm not certain that you're supposed to switch a GFI outlet. That's an interesting question, because I don't know that I've ever done it before. It's not that it's not possible, but um, can, I, can I have you, before you get spend more money, okay, so you're, what kind of uh, dishwasher do you have? GE. Okay. And it plugs in? Correct. Okay. I would like you to buy a extension cord, a heavy-duty extension cord, and I want you to plug the dishwasher into the extension cord and plug it into an outlet somewhere in the kitchen. Not a GFI, okay. some other one. Like on the, is there one on a wall somewhere? Yeah, they're all GFI. I'll have to run it and well, put it in the family room. 
no problem. But they're all GFI up on the counter, but there's nothing low that's just a regular receptacle. No. Okay, so as a test, I want you to try this and see if it works and the dishwasher and everything's fine. I don't know that you can split the GFI outlet and switch one side of it. Well, it, there, there was an, a, a licensed electrician who replaced the original outlet. Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't tell us that it shouldn't be replaced with a GFI. Right. Right. No, it should be a, it should be a GFCI outlet that it's plugged into. That's yes. for sure. But when you do a, a GFI, you've got the line and the load, and I guess, yeah, you could split. No, I don't know how they would do that. I'm trying to just think of how that would get wired like that to make it work. There's something going on with how it's wired. And I think that the GFI is getting confused, and half of it's not working, and, and it could be, too, that... There's a switch leg. I'm, I'm getting over my skis here a little bit because I, I know enough about electricity to get, be dangerous, but that's maybe not hot all the time, which is a problem. Like some, some, It could be some kind of travel wire that isn't hot all the time because it's connected to some switch, some different switch. So what I want you to do is unplug it, take an extension cord, plug it into the dining room, tell me if it works. Do the dishes okay. and do, you know, whatever. I mean, it's temp this is temporary, right? I don't want you doing this all the time. If all of a sudden you're like, wow, I used the thing three times. It works just fine. We need to get an electrician in there to come and really get it fixed up. Where where are you located? Elgin. In Elgin. Elgin, yeah. We need, to get a, we, need to, we need to get a better electrician out there. Maybe Arnold Electric would be willing to come to Elgin and get that out. That's a funny little situation there. I think there's something going on with that GFI. It's not working right. All right. When we come back, we have a Noodaloo 2 to help keep you warm, which I think will be pretty uh, interesting, especially this time of year. It's getting a little bit cooler. But first, we need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Come on. For Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Our Noodaloo 2. Sponsored by ChevyDrivesChicago.com. When you need a new ride, <laughs> you need a new Chevy. I'm just remembering uh, last week when I was talking about, um, you know, going to New Orleans and, uh, you know, talking about OB and, you know, when he was like, Don't you shut yeah. your mouth. Right. Shut that big mouth of you. Okay, I and try, so try to do something. Right. Let your actions do your talking. Shut your big trap. So okay. And so we went to the uh we went to the Bears game in New Orleans. We went and saw Mallory, which was such a fun atmosphere, it was unbelievable. And so we were walking, we took the we took the streetcar to the uh stadium. Which super was dumb. so cool. It's like super dumb. Yeah. And it was sunny and beautiful outside, and I had my sunglasses on. And Mary Beth said, just wear those. And I'm like, no, I don't want to wear my sunglasses inside the stadium, because what if OB sees me? <laughs> <laughs> that 
was going through my mind. Uh. And so I, I took them off and then uh, wore my regular glasses in there. But that's super dumb. Andy, have you ever been? I have not. I have not. It is. It is a party like there's no party. First of all, it's an unbelievable atmosphere in there. It kind of felt like a Bulls game. Hmm. Because the music is the music in New Orleans is so great, so it's got this vibe. It was like a costume party because everybody's dressed up, you know. Yeah. And there were so many Bears fans, but they were so welcoming. All the people of New Orleans, like you know, they their big chant is like "Who dat? Who dat? Who mm-hmm. dat team think gonna build those Saints?" You know, and they all yep. go at it. And but it's so fun, and uh, it was just a great thing. But I was so nervous about wearing my sunglasses in the stadium. <laughs> Because I didn't want OB to see in case he saw me. We had great seats too. It was really uh, fun. That's good. Really fun. You know that voice you hear is Andy Mazer, the potential new voice of the Chicago White Sox, right there. Whoa, Nelly! Whoa, Nelly! Bolt stuff beer. Even we're like, yeah, we were gonna do it, but that fix it guy blew the whole thing. <laughs> well, then we could give say, us a line, Andy. Come on, come, make, come, put together a little audition, maybe, and then yeah, we'll there's put auditions it together, everywhere. We'll put together, yeah. I've got yeah, to, I think I've, he probably already did that. Yeah, he's probably like oh, officially just, working on it. We're we blowing it. the whole thing. Totally. But I'm telling you, the thing is, with Andy, <laughs> here come the sponsors. That's what I want to say. Ah, the sponsors. That's what we want. Cool. Right. I like, like that. Yeah. Right. He's gonna bring the. He's gonna bring the money. Got to pay those players with something. You need the money. You this need is, Andy Mazur to help you. This is true. This is very right. true. All right, let's get to our Noodaloo 2. Um, it is all about uh, getting uh, warm or getting, you know, the, 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 when you have the ability to heat a cool space and you don't want to spend a lot of money, this Noodaloo 2, well, it's a, can I, it's not a knockoff, but if you're looking for something with style while you heat that space, this just might be it. Electric heaters can sometimes be a pain, right? Between the electricity bills, the noise, the danger, they're usually not the most efficient way to heat your home. But some rooms are just drafty. Or what if your heat goes out? Always good to have one on hand. But there's thousands of them out there. Which one do you choose? Well, after reading a bunch of different reviews and testing this one out ourselves, this weekend's new Tulu 2 seems to be one of the better ones out there today. Lasco's AW300 Air Logic Bladeless Ceramic Heater is a quiet, safe, and affordable option. Weighing in at about nine pounds, the heater is lightweight and portable, so you can move it to room to room. I, for one, always get chilly in our bedrooms, so I tested it out this week alongside my side of the bed at a safe distance, of course. Took about 15 minutes to warm up the room after turning it on at 70 degrees. Love that it comes with a remote control and even a timer so I didn't have to get my lazy butt out of bed. The design itself isn't necessarily discreet looking, but for some reason or another, it seems to kind of camouflage in with its surroundings. It's tall, thin, and kind of futuristic yet archaic looking. The Lasco bladeless ceramic heater has a 1500 watt motor in the bottom that pulls air through the back, pushing it up through the two ceramic heaters on either side of the tower's interior. And good news, the ceramic parts that get hot are fully contained so you can't burn yourself. Ouch! In regards to cleaning, there's a filter in the back, which is accessed through a panel. Rather than having to pull it out and wipe it down, though, you can just stick a vacuum nozzle right in there every once in a while. Lasco's AW300 Bladeless Ceramic Heater. Price out around 100 bucks. What? I'm recording. Do you want me to record this? No. Come on, let me do a line. No. Huh. 
so sorry for that, ladies and gentlemen. We have a madman trying to take over the microphone. Back to our regular programming. Find out more about Lasco's Bladeless <laughs> Ceramic Eater on Lou's House Smart's YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the subscribe button while you're there. Right. Well, at least you two are having fun. <laughs> at least you got that, right? Find someone. If the note to self, all you kids out there thinking about getting married, find someone that makes you laugh. Well, yesterday he made me laugh the first few times, and I was like, "Get out of here!" To kill him! I am right? working. <laughs> uh, you can go so to, funny. you know, the thing I like about the Lasco company is I believe they're Chicago based. Yeah, I think they are, uh, and they, you know, Lasco makes the box fans and that kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. a company that's been around a long time. Right. They know what they're doing. They do a really nice job, and it's a good looking heater, kind of funky looking. It is. I mean, and I mentioned it in the piece that it's kind of. Future. I mean, it looks like super modern, but also it can also have that like an older look to it, like a dated look. But it, whatever it is, it just kind of fits in with your its surroundings. It's, it mm. camouflages as well. I like it. Stick out. I like it. And it Very works. nice. Go to youtube.com slash TV and you can learn more. 857-5574-LU. 857-557-4560. Let's take a quick call. Uh, talk to Gina. What? Hey, Gina. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so my question is, um, the brick step that goes in front of the hearth, um, and where the bricks at the bottom, at the base, meet the ceramic tile, there's about a little more than a half inch, but no, less than a half, but more than a quarter inch uh, crack line that runs along the, the bricks of the hearth. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said furnace, or are you talking fireplace? Fireplace, thank you. Okay, all right. I'm still working on my coffee. Um, <laughs> so so there's, there's about, you know, that crack line that runs along it. And yesterday I did the, um, the silicone caulk along the baseboard, and I sealed everything. So I tried using that, but it was, it was too thin of a line, and it fell right through. So I was wondering, should I use the silicone caulk and just cut it thicker so there's a thicker line and the other thing is um there's a crawl space beneath here so maybe that's why it's separated okay so you have a fireplace and you have a marble or stone hearth that's what you're talking about yes a brick a brick so it's a brick and where the brick comes in to meet the firebox of the fireplace there's like a mortar joint right there um, nope, outside of that. So the fireplace is there, and then there's like a little, there's like um, like eight inches of bricks where you could sit on it to take a picture in yep, front of the fireplace. Yep, right. Okay. Where those bricks go down to meet the ceramic flooring, it probably, when they put it in, it was fine, but now there's a little Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So it's not that. any, okay, so it's the, it's the curb of this hearth. So when you're sitting there. Yes. Where your heels are at, that joint right there, between that and ceramic tile, there's a crack. Yes. Okay. I don't want you using silicone caulk. Okay. Um, and how, how big is that crack? Um, it's the length. So here we go. No, no. How wide, is, how wide is it? How wide is it? The, wide, the width of the crack. Oh, it's less, it's less than a half inch, but more than a quarter if you put a ruler sideways, you could easily fit it through. Okay. And does and was it at one point some type of grout or mortar? Like, is it gray in color? 
It probably was. It's like a creamy color where all the ceramic grout oh, okay. is. Okay, so it's the grout there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, could I get you to get a grout? A- grout or a caulking that's the same color as the grout yeah sure if that'll work i'll, I'll try it okay it so get a latex version not silicone because it's easier to tool okay and okay. so then you're going to what i would do is take a vacuum cleaner and clean out that crack any debris that's there get a color that mm-hmm. matches go ahead and fill it with the caulking that's colored and then once you fill it in there take your finger a dampened finger and draw your finger across it to kind of set it into the crack and get it to smooth out, and then have a damp rag to just wipe it off if it gets onto the ceramic. Okay, I can do that. All right, that's the better way to go. Okay, How do you take your coffee? Um, well, I, I don't know if you like pumpkin spice, but <laughs> I bought a little, and it's just been so nice and cozy, so I put well, that in it. There you go. You know, it's the most wonderful time I of the year. I would do Bailey's, but I babysit in the morning my grandchildren, <laughs> so that's probably not the way to go. Good idea. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We, were out to, we were out to dinner last night, Lindsay, and, you know, I did my, I did my bad dad joke where I ordered a cup of coffee, you know, because I had to drive, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like some. Uh, I'd like some coffee. Uh, I go like cream and sugar. Cream? I go just cream, and the, the waiter goes no sugar. I go I'm sweet enough, and he chuckled. See, every now and then there's someone that didn't hear the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. People are always asking me, how does Lou retain all that information? Well, my friends, he asks a lot of questions. Don't hippopotamuses, hippopotami, they eat vegetables, right? Like a lot. How do you know when cheese curds are fresh? But that's how we learn, right? So if you have questions about your house, <laughs> Lou's standing by, ready to help. You're the you. daughter of an endodontist. Uh, good job. Thank you. It's not a D, it's a T. And if you get him off track... Right. Yeah, no. Well, that's on you. It's not a T, it's a D. What did I say? Swedish or Sweden? Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. So, you know, my lovely producer, very talented, and she sometimes is full of the spirit. And will send me these rejoins that, you know, she just come to her and she puts them all together. She's got a, you know, she did, what, a couple of Saturdays ago, she before the show, she's like, be funny. I need more uh, rejoins. I'm like, okay, no <laughs> pressure. Be funny. But you, so you send me this, the, the, last night you send me these new rejoins, which I thought was so, so funny. And yesterday, so I was telling you how Max will send me clips and stuff just funny little things between a father and a son you know that we giggle about whatever mm-hmm. and then yesterday he sends me this scene from uncle buck now if you remember uncle buck starred john candy and uh and and a very young macaulay Culkin. i i want to say pre or post i think it was before i think it was before home alone yeah. right and there's this scene where he is asking John Candy's character all these questions, and 
Max literally sent this to me yesterday, and then you sent me that rejoin. And this is this is that scene. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. I'm your dad's brother, all right. You have much more hair than you know, so my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid. That's my job. <laughs> so in that scene, they're just... I, I wonder if they are actually... They're like looking at each other deadpanned, asking all those questions. And I just thought that that was hilarious, that that's what you... I wish I had used that in my rejoin. Oh now. my god, it is so <laughs> funny, so, so funny. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our phone number. Look, uh, I want you to tune in every Saturday to House March Radio, but next week for sure, please do. It's our uh, it's our new cool products show, November eighteenth from six to ten, where we're going to feature a bunch of cool products that you should know about. Our cool products show features American Sale, who's going to help you bring the fun home. Architect of Chicagoland, the experts in creating personalized outdoor living spaces. You can visit them at architectofchicagoland.com. Our friends over at Mitsubishi Electric and Air Conditioning. For more information, you can go to getacomfyhome.com. Pit Moss. Find Pit Moss at your local hardware store or garden center or online at pitmoss.com. And Twist and Seal keeps the water out and the lights on. And right here on House Marts Radio, it's all going to be happening next Saturday, November 18th. So we're going to talk to all these people about all these different products, some great ideas for you to whether you need to buy gifts or you need to update your home. All next week, tune in for our cool, lose cool products show from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 720 WGN. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's Saturday morning. Of course, you could never be Aretha Franklin. Do you imagine being a backup singer to her? Yes, it was. That'd be so fun. And you're tuned in to Lou. What about that? You can't always get what you want for Rolling Stones. Like, I'd always wanted to be the backup for that. Now back to your favorite backup singing handyman. Andy would have been the Oak Ridge Boys. He would have been the guy that would be at the bottom. Right here. Actually, I wanted to be the uh, backup singer on Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Someone. She went, all they did was go, dance. <laughs> I think I could probably handle that. But you could have used that as a pickup line. Have you ever heard the Whitney Houston song? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> dance. dance. I can prove it, too. I can prove it, too. <laughs> wow, it's really him. On House Smarts Radio. Make this uh, the rejoin part of Andy's uh, demo tape for Jerry Reinsdorf from the White Sox. Dance. <laughs> that'll, that'll seal the deal. All right, quick question, Andy and Don. Maybe you know this too. Yep. So I'm trying to follow the uh, the Michigan Harbaugh thing. So you oh, know, yeah. our son Quinn and uh, my daughter-in-law Amy. They both went to Michigan. They're big. We got a bunch of friends. Obviously, we're going to go to their house to watch a little bit of the game. So allegedly. The Michigan Wolverines were sending people to the games of other teams sitting in the stands. Right, that they were going to play. And learning that, like, when the guy puts his hand up here and he scratches his rear end, mm-hmm. that's a play-action play or something. Right. And that's illegal. That is illegal in college football. You're not allowed to send anyone out to uh, pre-scout an upcoming opponent. Okay, And apparently, and allegedly again, this is a a staffer who has already resigned his post, 
was buying tickets to go sit in the stands to watch other teams play. And uh, there's a lot of photos of him on various sidelines as well. So I'm not sure if uh, if this guy was smart enough to get a, a you know a pass to get onto the sidelines or what. Mm-hmm. But it's all coming back. And the weird thing about the the way the Big Ten reacted to this whole thing, suspending uh, Harbaugh for the final three regular season games, the university said that if that happens, we're automatically going to go file for an injunction, and they've already done that. Right. It's not sure, though, if uh, any ruling will be allowed to happen before. The, it's a noon Central Time kickoff today. Actually, did 11, they, 11 they, a.m. Central when they time. went, did they do? Did they do when they filed it? Did they do conjunction, junction? What's your function? They did. They were hooking oh, no, up injunction. They were hooking up <laughs> words and phrases and clauses, from what I understand. Right. Um, I'm being facetious. Yeah, totally. There hey. you go. Bing. Oh. Oh. There we go. Well nice. So anyway, the uh, there's a lot of folks that say that the Big Ten rushed to judgment because the NCAA investigation is not even complete yet. But there were a bunch of uh, coaches within the Big Ten who have already played Michigan that were very upset that this was a possibility of something that may have happened. And uh, the ADs got involved as well. And uh, the new commissioner, Tony Patini, uh, ruled this yesterday. And... Uh, there we go. That's where you're all up to. Di- you're all up to date. Tony Patini. I bet they're not gonna. They're gonna. They're not gonna be happy with him at at, uh, at the big house. No. Uh, but then did I also read that like I saw other stuff where the teams are like this happens all the time. Yeah, and it does. I'm sure the, the old the old saying is if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, <laughs> it's true. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure there are ways to get around it. It just happens to be that there's a lot of people that don't like Jim Harbaugh and don't like Michigan. And uh, perhaps they focus their attention solely on them to make an example. I, I'm not sure. Um, and I don't know if you know this or if you can make the comment, but mm-hmm. it, Jim Harbaugh seems like a decent guy. Yeah, I, I, I never really had a, a much chance to interact with him. He was actually leaving uh, the University of San Diego as I was arriving there. So we, we haven't been in the same city. But uh, that's when he was uh, moving on up the ladder and eventually got to Michigan through the you know the 49ers and all that as well. Right right right. And there's a lot of folks that say okay, well he'll pull like a he'll pull a Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll was under investigation at USC and conveniently left the program to suffer the consequences and he went and signed with the Seattle Seahawks. So which worked out quite well. Which worked out quite well for him, not so well for USC. They had to recover from that. Right. So there's a lot of folks that think that uh, now that Michigan or the uh, the Big 10 and the NCAA may make it a little harder for Jim Harbaugh to maybe leave Michigan and perhaps head to the team that drafted him with the number one pick back in 1987. I can't remember what team that was. The mm-hmm. Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with that? <laughs> the, 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 you know, the judge may say, "Okay, well, yeah, there's not even a uh, there's not even a conclusion to your investigation. How can you suspend him and may let him coach?" So who knows what's going to happen? We're we're I'm I'm scouring and I'm trying to find out and get you the latest. But right now, where it stands is it's in the hands of a judge whether or not. Uh, Harbaugh will be on the sideline today. That's 11 a.m. kickoff, so we're you know we're looking uh, countdowns now. Two or three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, that's something. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's not like it's a big game or anything today for them either. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. Penn State, right on the road. Yeah, that's the that's the one where you right. Penn State is where Keith Jackson would go. Oh, oh no, down and dirty in the trenches. Uh, right, that would be a good one. Right, right. right. Why don't okay. you <laughs> shut? 
your mouth. Okay, okay. Shut that big mouth of yours. All right, I'm just trying to try, talk about... Try to do something. Okay. Let your actions do your talking. I will. Shut your big trap. All right, how about this? It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. I think I surprised everybody. <laughs> Did I? Yes? It really is time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Looking to bring classic, modern style with a minimalist touch to your bathroom? Builder Supply Outlet has new Kinsey black vanities ready for installation. Looking chic with its luxurious feel and sleek look, the Kinsey black vanity is a versatile choice for both traditional and modern bathrooms, as its timeless color pairs well with different styles and finishes. The Kinsey black shaker style vanity is available in 30-inch, 36-inch, and 42-inch sizes. And it's in stock right now at Builder Supply Outlet. Getting ready to tackle those home improvement projects on your own? Do I need to fan that out a little bit and then put some mud over it? Or what's the best way to do that? You can do it. Give it a shot. How good are you at doing mud work, John? And if you need any help, Lou's here to walk you through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to find out. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. Baby, takes the morning train. Works from Welcome back. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Don in Berwyn. Hey Don. Yeah, Lou. How do I remove the uh, black material off of my driver's door and passenger door glass? Say that again. On my pass on my car, I've got the black material on the driver's door glass and the passenger door glass. How do I remove that? The black material. You mean the window film? Yeah, it's a window film. Yes, I have a hard time seeing it out. How uh-huh. do I remove that? But was it was it uh, Don? Was it um, was it something you had applied? No, it's a used car I bought. And it was already on there. I got stopped by the police one time, and oh, they wow. told me it's too dark. Too dark. Okay, has to be removed. Um. Do you, I mean, do you want to try this yourself? Yes, I do, if okay. it's possible. All right, and one other question. When you roll down the window a little bit, you see a little line, like an edge, where there's the glass and the film, right? Like you could put your fingernail there? Yes. All right. We need to apply, uh, so I want you to buy a a sharp plastic putty knife. Okay. All right, and then... I mean, you should you you use a heat gun, but you got to be really careful with this, Don, because if you get too close to the glass, you'll shatter it. Oh boy! Okay. Um. You know what, Don? I I I want you to go have somebody do this. It's that uh, that touchy, huh? It's just touchy because yeah. um, I I tried this once myself, and I was really careful. And I shattered the window because I got too close with the heat gun. And then, you know, I had yeah. to buy the new window, whatever. If you So you're in Berwyn, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you call one of these auto glass companies like Gerber or Safe Light Repair, you know, that those kinds of guys, these mobile guys, mm-hmm. they will probably offer that service to you and even come to your house. Okay. Okay? If not... Okay, 
it's not too far from you, but I know in Villa Park, there is a company, it's down the street from our hardware store, and the name escapes me, but it's on St. Charles Road, just west of Villa Avenue, and they do window tinting, and they do upholstery, and I've talked to these guys, they're really nice guys, and I bet they would do this as well. Okay, I know Villa Park. I used to live out there. Okay, so you know where, um, well, do you know where the Villa Park Ace is? Yes, I do. Okay, so if you go a little bit west on St. Charles Road, maybe, you know, I don't know, not even a quarter of a mile, on the right side, there's an auto upholstery company right there. Okay. And um, it's right across the street from, like, that resale shop over there. And it's right there. And I bet they would do it. Okay, very good. I will check that out. Yeah, don't do it yourself. I'm worried you'll break the glass. I didn't know it was that touchy because my neighbor's got a heat gun. He said, well, we can do it. We can do it. Yeah, but you get too close. And that's, remember that safety glass on the window, It you know, mm-hmm. it's got it's got a glue in between it. And that glue gets hot, and it's two panes of glass, and it's a recipe for disaster. Okay, I can sure understand that, yeah. Okay, I'll check out that Villa Park location. Thanks, Lou. You got it, Don. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574-LOU. This is Scott in Brookfield. Hey, Scott, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, wanted to ask, I have a hardwired alarm system in the house with the battery backups. And, of course, with the time change, I changed, went around and changed all the batteries. And then in the middle of the night, one of them started chirping like the like a bad battery. So I didn't know what to do. I was wondering if there is a way to, to eliminate one or pull one off of the system when it's doing that, when it's acting like that. I was able to solve the problem by wiggling it around, and I got, the, got it to shut off. But I didn't have any other Back, uh, batteries to back it up, and I was just, you know, if anything like that happens again, I'd like to be able to shut that one unit off. So you mean it's a it's an alarm system, but this was a smoke alarm that was chirping? Yes, a, yes, a smoke alarm, like okay. a, like a low battery signal type. Right, and chirping. so then you, uh, so you ultimately ended up changing the battery. Right, that's what I. I luckily had one more battery, and I wiggled it around, and I got the thing to to work and it's been working you know for several days now but it well, was kind of a let me you know, ask you me in the middle of yeah life. no 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 i understand but let me ask you one other question those smoke detectors that you have as part of the system how old are they uh the house is built in 19, uh, 2019 so they're, okay they're so new. they're fairly new okay so when you one other thing with those detectors it's not a and, and to point so to your point when you go to change these batteries, you know, you typically have to unscrew, you know, like half a turn, quarter turn to pop the thing down. And inevitably... Right, these have little... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, these have little ejector doors on them. You know, some are 9-volt battery, then other ones have a sliding thing that has uh, two double A's. Got it. Okay, so... It's to be a 9-volt. So you didn't have to take the detector down? No. Okay. No. So the trick with those is you really have to get that battery in there properly. With Especially the 9 volts are tricky. Sometimes you really got to force them in there. But a lot of times what happens to people is you unscrew them a little bit, and then you the wires, it's, it's a kind of a sensitive connection. I don't know why it's not more robust, but depending on the maker, you just got to make sure that you plug it in securely. And with the, 
With those hardwired, to your point, is there anything I can do next time that happens? You just really got to make sure that the battery's in there. And one other thing that most people don't do is detectors get dirty, and they can become sensitive when you energize them with a new battery that they're more sensitive. It's a good idea to take a like a little shop vac with a hose or a vacuum cleaner with a hose and vacuum a little bit around that detector just to get rid of some of the dust, which isn't a bad um way to just prolong the life and make sure that the detector is as sensitive as it needs to be. Okay. All right. But there's no way to just pull that one unit or, you know. Well, if you pull it, if you were to pull it, if you unscrewed it and pulled it and unplugged it, the rest of the units should not go off when that thing is deactivated. Okay. Right? So when you unscrew it, the quarter of a turn, there's a plug on the back that you have to use your finger to to engage, to pull it off, and now you have the detector in your hand. But then you have to make sure that battery's out of that unit as well. But what I don't like about that is then you forget about it, and now you're not protected. Right, right, right. Well, I went out right away and bought backup batteries for all. In the middle of the night. Right, 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 right. right. That's a good time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your help. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning, 857-557. Dave, our manager over at St. Charles, the name of that company on Villa Park is called Riggs Brothers, R-I-G-G-S Brothers. They're at 2200 East St. Charles Road in Villa Park. I've been in there, nice guys, and uh, they should be able to to help you out there as well. Uh, Quick reminder, uh, our cool products show next week is going to be all these great new products you need to uh, uh, know about that can help you this holiday season. Sponsored by American Sale, Architect of Chicagoland, Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning, Pit Moss, and Twist and Seal. All happening next Saturday right here on 720 WGN. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about insulating your attic and how that can have such an amazing effect on your overall comfort and energy savings after this report at WGN Radio News. You're tuned in to Lou. I live in a three-bedroom townhome, and every time I have my kids over, my son-in-law always tells me that it smells like a grandma's attic. <laughs> Taking your messy calls, your confusing calls, your stinky calls. It sounds like your son-in-law's a judger. Who says to their mother-in-law, you know, your house smells like a grandma's attic? Who says that? Whatever your question is, all you have to do is pick up that phone. He's uninvited. When there's... Free food. Oh, yeah, he's all over it, right? Oh, yeah, hey, can I get some more of that uh, mac and cheese, homemade? Ask Perry Mason about that. Get it, Perry Mason? Here come the judge. Here come the judge. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Whatever will be, will be. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Lou Manfredini, now it is definitely getting colder, and I bet a lot of you have... uh, Put off the fact that you need to add some insulation or do more to weatherproof your home. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do yourself, but uh, when it comes to the bigger stuff, you may need a little help, and that may come in the form of an insulation contractor. Joining me on the phone line right now is Robert Carroll, who is the owner of Attic Air Insulation and Ventilation Company. Robert, good morning, and welcome to House Marts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, tell me a little bit about your company. Uh, where are you guys located? Uh, what area do you work in? And, and what kind of services do you provide? 
Uh, we're located uh, a little bit about my company. We've been in business 28 years. I've been in, at it for 43 years. I came from a family-owned business, and I uh, started on my own 28 years ago. And technically, we cover Cook County, DuPage County, Kane County, uh, McHenry County, Will County, and we mainly do uh, uh, insulation for existing retrofit and existing homes. Okay. I don't get into any new construction. I just focus I just on the remodeling, insulation and ventilation. Yeah. Portion. Um, you know, I've I've, yes. I've often said to people that uh, you know, obviously, there's a bunch of different things you can do to make your home energy efficient, but adding additional insulation into your attic is probably the single best thing that you can do. It's like wearing a good hat on a winter day. Um, I have to imagine, since you've been doing this for a long time, you probably agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. 43% of your heat loss is going up and out through your uh, roof line, more or less from your ceiling of your living area to the attic and then out to the exterior. So so when it comes to that attic, uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the options that uh, that perhaps you offer to insulate that home? Well, we do a foam air seal, all accessible penetrations from the attic to the living area. We do that. We install the vent chutes wherever you have soft vents. If you don't have soft vents, we install them anyways because uh, down the road you may add soft vents, so you don't want to have to go in there after the fact and uh, install soft vents. Right. Then we add insulation. Typically, code in Illinois is an R49. We give people the option to bring it up to an R60, which is code for Wisconsin. Some of McHenry County is going up to an R60 also. Wow. Wow. Uh, and do you do one particular type of insulation over another when you're doing that? Uh, do you blow it in? Do you use bats? Or what do you like to use? Well, the blow-in is a better job because it's a seamless blanket. The problem with blanket insulation, it's seam on seam. It's labor-intensive, so that drives up the cost. And uh, you have seam on seam where you lose heat. Right. So you're better off, less expensive option is doing the blown-in, and then you get a full coverage of the attic, all the nooks and crannies, and you have no seams. And do you use a fiberglass or a cellulose in, in, in insulation? Oh, fiber, fiber, I'm I'm not a fan of cellulose at all. I use Owens Corning fiberglass. That's the only product I use is Owens Corning uh, fiberglass. It's uh, more refined than any other glass out there. That's what I find. So that's my preferred product. It's what I use in my home, and that's what I use in my customers' homes. Is the process, um, Robert, is it is it is it a messy process? Like if a homeowner was... You know, trying to, you know, get some more warmth and some, uh, you know, let capture some of that heat that they're paying for. Is it a big mess for you guys to come out, or do you do a good job of, of kind of protecting everything? No, here's what we do. We walk in the door. We lay tarps. Before we step foot in your house, we start laying tarps. We, start, we lay tarps from the front door all the way to the attic access panel. If we take the hose through the window, our closest window, we tarp over that windowsill, we tarp to the hatch. That way we're not dragging a hose through your house. We'll leave your house as clean as we found it because we lay down tarps. Tarps are five foot wide. They're usually, they cover everything. If we go beyond the five feet, we do clean it up so your home looks like it did before we ever got there. So for people maybe that have never done this process to understand it, you, in other words, your your truck with that hose is outside. That's where you're you're using the insulation and, and putting it through your machine. 
and then that hose is almost like exactly. like a fire hose, right, that comes in, but on the other end, instead yeah. of blowing water, it's blowing insulation. Exactly. We use a three-inch blow-off uh, plastic hose, and technically, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, we just run it uh, straight from the truck. It's a truck-mounted machine, so no equipment has to go inside your home. It's all truck, uh, truck uh, installed. I mean, it's installed in the truck, and it goes straight from the truck. Uh, through the three-inch plastic hose into your right into your attic. Um, and how long does that process take? Like, I, I know that it depends on the size of a home, but uh, is it a one-day process, a two-day process typically? It's it's usually an hour and a half uh, process. Hour and a half. That's all it takes. Uh, first step we got to do is uh, put in the vent chutes, the baffles. We install them anywhere you have soft vents. If you don't have soft vents, we're going to install them anyway. Like I said, you don't want to do it after the fact. And it's usually uh, typical addicts, like hour, hour and a half. Wow. The, the, equipment, the equipment that we have that's truck mounted usually is like turning on the fire, you know, uh, pretty much the hydrant, fire hydrant. It <laughs> blows like a bag a minute. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, I know, you know, price kind of, you know, depends on the type of the house, but on average, could you give me like an average to for the listeners of like what it costs to have your, uh, you yeah, know, your average, attic like brought that, up? An average uh, thousand square foot attic to bring it up to an hour forty nine is usually like uh, fourteen hundred dollars. Wow, that's really uh, that's like that's an average a, attic fourteen hundred dollars. Then as your square footage goes up, uh, obviously the price goes up. And then obviously you would come out and give people estimates, and then they could make a decision for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, we coming out, uh, measure up the house, look at the attic, see exactly what you need, and then uh, next day we email your written proposal, and, uh, and we just wait to hear from you. If we don't hear from you, there's no follow-up right. on us. We just leave you alone. We let you make a decision, and then when we hear back from you, we respond. That sounds good, and it sounds like you've been doing this a long time, and you know what you're doing. Uh, Attic Air Insulation and Ventilation Company. Uh, how do people get a hold of you, Robert, if they wanted to contact you and maybe get an estimate to add some insulation up to their attic? Well, they could either contact my website, atticair at yahoo.com, or they could call 630-830-3870. 630-830-3870. Eight three zero three eight seven zero for Attic Air Insulation and Ventilation Company. Robert Carroll is the owner. Robert, I appreciate you taking the time this morning. Uh, good luck to you and uh, continued success. I appreciate your call, Lou. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4, Lou, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Got up in the attic the next rain to look around and found a specific point of a leak right where the chimney comes out the roof. So I immediately thought, eh, it's probably a flashing issue. We called a... Uh, and did you kind of hike up your pants at that point? Because they're like, oh, yeah, it's probably a flashing issue. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, honey, don't worry, I can handle it. <laughs> I can handle it. You're kind of looking like uh, Don Knotts in um, the Andy Griffith Show. Exactly. Right. Well, you know, I think it's a flashing detail. All I need is a little caulk, and I'm all set, honey. I think I need to take a nap. Now back to your host, on House Smarts Radio. That's me, 857 Lou. This is a Jim in Lindenhurst. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, buddy, how's it going? I'm doing great. What's happening? 
Excellent. Uh, small ranch house, uh, unfinished basement, water heater is down in the basement, and I noticed this morning, okay, you got the hot and the cold coming into the top of the to a water heater yeah, and the exhaust. Now, around these the hot and cold pipes, they have a hard plastic, you know, like trim ring. And I noticed that they're actually kind of melting, on, you know, but they're only towards the exhaust side of the pipe coming out the center. They're only towards the exhaust side. Oh, okay. The exhaust pipe. Right. So those rings are like one is blue and one is red, correct? No, no, no. They're sitting on top of the water heater. They're... Uh, but they're, they're go ahead. They're hard. They're just a hard plastic water or hard plastic, and they're just you know they're around the hot and cold water pipes going into the into the water heater. Correct. Okay. But, but does one have, does does one say cold and one say hot? Typically, they're blue and red. But it, you know, depending on the age of the water heater, they might not be. Okay. Yeah. They. Yeah, water heater's only four years old. Okay. Yeah, they say blue. Uh, they say blue. They say hot and cold. Okay. Okay. And these trim rings on top going around the pipes are actually melting. And they're only melting on the side of the exhaust. And this is a conventionally vented water heater, right? It's not, um, it's not a power vent. No, it's okay. just going up through the through the ceiling and then out the roof. And it goes through the ceiling. Does it connect to a masonry chimney? Yes, it does. Okay. And what else vents through that chimney? Absolutely nothing. That's why I was thinking, you know, there is not a fireplace or anything, you know. So your furnace doesn't go through that either? No, that goes out the wall. Okay. So here's what I think is happening. You're getting a, you're not getting enough draft out of that water heater because because exactly what you just said if it's going into a masonry fireplace and there's no liner are you do you know if there's a liner? Uh not sure. Okay. So I, not, I'm looking at it now from down in the basement, you know, okay. I don't know. There is a there is a round sheet metal. It could be a liner. Well, my guess is you don't have a liner. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. The furnace that you have that goes out the side of the house, originally that vented through the furn- through the chimney? No. It never did? That was also, no. Okay. Without a liner, that water heater, when it's running, especially, a, you said it's only four years old, way more efficient than the old one, and it's not creating enough draft, so you're getting a little back pressure, which is why you're getting that melting on the top. Now, I'm assuming you've got a good carbon monoxide detector somewhere in the house, right? Yeah. That's not going off, so that's good. But the issue is going to be this. If you call my friends over at Lindemann Chimney to put a liner in there, okay, that could cost you 1500 2000 bucks, maybe even more to put a liner in. Okay. You can replace the water heater and have it be a direct vent for a little bit more than that, 
and not have to worry about the chimney liner. Seems kind of crap. Now, now, Go ahead. Now, would the chimney possibly just be clogged? Could be. You know, get a chimney sweep out or somebody would lend them and come out and just check it out. Before. Well, they, w- they would come yeah. out and inspect and clean the chimney, but if you don't have a liner... And I'm not trying to take work away from the Lindemann chimney people. But if you don't have a liner and the only thing that chimney is servicing is a water heater. That's it. Then I would change the water heater to a direct vent so it's similar to what you currently have with the furnace. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, real quick. One more question. Sure. How do you spell Renee? You're funny. I'm hanging up on you now. He's funny. Oh, he was being facetious. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do I have to take one more break or two more breaks? Two more breaks. One. One more break. All right, just making sure. 857-557-4LOO, 857-557-4568. When I was telling you about the uh, next week's cool product show, I forgot I got to tell you this stuff, too. It's sponsored by American Sales, going to bring the fun home. Architect of Chicagoland, they're the experts in creating personalized outdoor living spaces. You can visit them at architectofchicagoland.com. My friends over at Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning, you can get more info at getacomfyhome.com. Pit Moss. You can find Pit Moss at your local hardware store or garden centers or go online at pit, that's two T's, moss.com. And Twist and Seal keeps water out and the lights on. All happening next week, Saturday, November 18th for Lou's Cool Product Show. All right, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You want to hear a story? How would you say this word? T-I-E. I milked cat ones. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Any other way but teats. <laughs> Your proven Saturday morning winner. Tides? Tight? Anyone? My sister had a cat, and the cat birthed a litter of kittens. And he's taking your calls live right now. There was this one little runt who couldn't really get access to the... to the. I said the name of the place was Teats Nursery. So we're just calling the nursery. and. Teats, this is Val. May help you? To the... Uh, now, how, how do I pronounce the name of the nursery? That's a family name, right? Yeah, it's Teat. 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 Teat Nursery. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Hello. Is now when I get the apology? Is this now when I would get the apology? Now back to Lou. Is it too late now to say sorry? Geppetto. That's what I named him. Geppetto. And House Smarts Radio. Playing this for uh, my niece Grace, who just turned 30 yesterday. Happy birthday, Grace. We love you. I'm not apologizing. I'm apologizing. She loves she like, Justin Bieber. Oh, the Biebs. Oh my God, she loves. And then her nephews. She's like completely <laughs> like you want to play Bieber, and she'll play Bieber, and they see her. It's unbelievable. And Mason, I've uh, seen it. Uh, yeah, he sings the Bieb songs like crazy. It's oh. unbelievable. Nice. Sketchy. The Biebers. Gotta love him. Whatever happened to the Biebs? He's still, Is around. He still around. He's around. Is he singing? Is he doing he got anything? He's sick for it. He's like, he's, he's, he's not doing he's well, killed. right? Yeah. And like, cause he's got something with, uh, there's something, what's his wife's name? What does she do? Yali, uh, Is she a musician too or artist? Uh, sh- it's, it's, Haley? It's, Isn't it Haley? Haley, the son or the daughter of 
Haley. Who's she the daughter of? Bald, is it Baldwin? No, Haley. Be- is she a Baldwin? That's yeah. Wiki, Wiki oh just says Haley Bieber now, so it's, now she's Haley oh, Bieber, yeah. right? But I'm trying to figure out where, where what her former. You know, this is the kind of stuff that during a Sox broadcast, Andy. Could it was Baldwin. It, it was Baldwin. Her parents are former. You could say, you know, Haley Bieber used to be a Baldwin. Oh, and, Nelly. Uh, and uh, and now let me tell you about a beautiful Baldwin piano. And he would just go right into that, you know, Such into a the broadcast, segue. right? Sponsorship, sponsorship. Great when you drink a Strohs with Alex. That the Chicago White Sox could make with Andy doing the play-by-play on TV is unbelievable. Right? Uh, Jerry, you got to pay these players with something. You need Andy to bring in your money train. Yeah. Oh, Nelly. And any more likability Whoa, no. right now would Whoa, be no. welcome, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, Haley parents, B- Haley Bieber, parents are Stephen Baldwin and Stephen Kenya Baldwin. Baldwin. That's oh, right. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Lindsay, you're supposed to know this. I said it. Well, but you didn't say it with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> she said it not facetiously. Give, Correct. Thank you. That's right. I know my pop culture. That's right. Most of it. So what is Haley, other than being a Baldwin, does she ah. do anything? She is an influencer and oh, singer. Is that what you say but, when you're not no, doing not anything? Like, an, I'm an model. influencer? She's a model? Socialite. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, it does seem kind of like a catch-all, you know? Like, right? just like, yeah, yeah, I'm an influencer right now. Yeah. I remember uh, when I went to my, I think it was my 10-year, no, it was some reunion. We were just talking about reunions last night at dinner. Because our daughter, Carmen, her 10-year reunion's coming up. Mm. And I'm so surprised. She's like, oh, I'm totally going. Wow. And what I remember about the 10-year high school reunion was everybody was trying to be something that they weren't. Mm. Like as they were talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like right? Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, yeah. Like what? Romeo and Michelle's high oh, school yeah. reunion. Is that a movie? Yeah. 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 Was Haley Bieber in it? Phoebe, Phoebe was in that, right? That's right. Yeah, that she Phoebe. was. Kudrow. Oh, wow. Huh. And they, like, invented something. They, like, told everyone they invented Post-its because they wanted to <laughs> make themselves. Oh, that's good. Right. It's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole crazy thing, right? And oh, that's yeah. what I, I remember telling Carmen that. I go, I remember everybody trying to be, like, oh, well, I'm doing whatever. And, you know, and so sure. it's, uh, I think I was working for a carpet cleaning company at, at my, t- no, no, I was married. There was one thing where I went to some reunion and I was kind of, I wasn't down on my luck, but I was like working different jobs. And I was, that's when I, because when I talk about executive carpet cleaning, I have firsthand knowledge. I worked for one of those unscrupulous carpet cleaning companies at the time. Mm. Like, and I would, I would load the machine in the back of my Honda Accord. That's what I had. <laughs> and I would go there and the guy goes, oh, just put some dye in the water and it'll look clean. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That doesn't seem right. Like, I didn't want, and I didn't last long there because they were not a nice, you know, they weren't, I just, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, ethics, man. I could have uh, founded executive carpet cleaning with Dave Rampage had I met him totally. all that time. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's right. That's hard work, though. But can, can I, I tell you? a list of all of the jobs you've had? Good Lord. Oh, my we God. We would need it more than like four hours. new every... Be another t-shirt, you know, like the word of the day one. <laughs> yeah. Just list them on the back. Just... Another yes. teach another concert. There teacher. it is. There's a lot of jobs. Believe me, a lot of jobs. I was a groundskeeper once at a golf course for a week. That sounds nice. Yeah, and uh, and and as an homage to becoming Mister Fixit, they sent me out to cut the. Have I told the story? They sent me out to cut the greens. 
right? And there's a special lawnmower that you use to cut the greens in a golf course. It's not like a regular lawnmower. And I had never done it before. And they were shorthanded that day. And they, the, the groundskeeper, who was, uh, he screamed and yelled at everybody. And his nickname was Magilla Gorilla. Because he kind of looked like Magilla Gorilla, but a nice. mean Magilla Gorilla. And you were scared of him. I was a kid. And I go to start this machine, and it's dripping gasoline. Mm. And I go, hey, I didn't say Magilla Gorilla. I go, this machine's not, you know, because I was the son of a mechanic. So I know when dripping gas is there. Just go out there and cut the greens. I go, but it's dripping gasoline. Just do it. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I, got, I got really good at it. Look, beautiful. The whole time I'm saying, going, drip, 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 mm. right? And then the next day, you know what the grass looks like? Burnt. Measles. Yep. Oh, boy. And then he screamed and yelled, who went and cut that thing? And I'm like, me, you told me to go do it, and I told you that it was dripping gasoline. And I got fired. It's <laughs> for the best. call you up and say, is it too late now to say sorry? No, he said, who's that? How much is that gorilla in the window? And I was out. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Could have been worse. At least nobody tossed like a cigarette butt on that green and oh, just torched it. You know right. what I mean? Right. Torched the whole thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I tried. People even are short-sighted, then, man. To do the right thing. Yeah. Right? Sometimes when I'm playing, I wish for that. <laughs> just, time to go home. Just, go up in flames. Just burn right? this thing down. Time Why do people play golf? It's oh, yeah. so frustrating. It's hard. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. 857 557 4 Lou. 857-557-4568. This is Dan in Chicago. Hey, Dan. Hi there. I got uh, two questions for you. I have a whole house humidifier um, that's tapped into my regular water line. Uh, the discharge hose is putting out between five and six gallons of water a day because I'm capturing it in a bucket, but it does not seem to be humidifying on the main floor. So I need to know what is it that I should do with the portable humidifier uh, that I use on the main floor. It's not, it's rarely picking up over 20. Okay. Well, um, Right now, you'd be hard-pressed to get, you know, it's still relatively warm and humid outside, right? Now, have you had this for a long time? About two years. Okay. And it is a whole house humidifier connected to your forced air furnace? Correct. Okay. And does this whole house humidifier only run when the blower motor's running? Correct. Hmm. Um, are you pumping cold water into it or hot water into it? Cold water. And is it fan forced or just, uh, gravity? It's a fan forced, uh, furnace. Hmm. No, no, no. I know the furnaces, but what about the humidifier? Yeah, it's fan forced. It's fan forced. And was this an issue last year? Yes, it was. Hmm. Okay. One other, just as an aside, why are you capturing the water in a bucket? Uh, the water that's uh, discharged from the um, from the hose. Yeah. Because I wanted to see, instead of having it go down the uh, laundry tub, I wanted to see how much water I'm throwing oh, you're, away. Oh, you're doing like a test, like a scientist. And then I use that, uh, that discharged water because it's clear I use that in the washing machine. Oh, okay. 
All right. Uh, it is clean water, but it does get, well, it gets a little contaminated with the filter, but, um, well, that is, okay, so you set, you have a two-story house or a single-story house? It's a single-story house, about a thousand square feet. And when you move that humidistat around, you need to give it 24 hours when you move it. But, but right now, it should be registering much more than 25% even now. Uh, how can I clean the humidifier itself? Well, that filter might be the thing that you would start with, too. Now, you can either remove that filter, which is a little, it's very um, its very brittle and sharp, so be careful. And you could clean it by soaking it in a bucket of, like, CLR and water, or you could replace it. It could be that that media, it's called a media filter, isn't allowing, enough, you know, like it's, it's not capturing and holding the water. It's just letting it drip down. It should kind of hold the water so the fan can force the moisture in there. And it could be so caked up and clogged that that's why the water is just running through it. Okay, where would I find that? Hardware store. Just take the old one. Take the old one in and say, I need one of these, and they'll have it. All right. Thank you. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi. Good morning. Thank you. I, I love your show. You teach me so much about homes that I never knew, and I really appreciate it. You're listening to Lou. Hi, Lou. I have a stamped concrete pool deck. And some of the corners on it are starting to chip. And he's here to help you. I have a question about repiping my house. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Hi, friends. 857 Lou is our number. House Smarts Radio. trying to tell me. This is Julie in Algonquin. Hi, Julie. How can I help you? Love your show. Love you, Julie. Um, okay, so I have a attic fan that runs all the time in the winter, and it wakes me up sometimes, and you know, vibrates pictures on the wall, and I don't know if it should be running in the winter or not. Well, I mean, so typically with an attic fan, they have it set up with both a humidistat and a thermostat. And my guess is something is not set correctly. Do we have access to the attic? Yeah, I've been up there. I live alone. Um, I believe I changed it to 60. I think that's the humistat. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's the right number, but I can um, access it to change it. You can, okay. Um, yeah. now it is also, so if, if, if you change, so 60, uh, and it's going, it's running right now. No, not now, but oh, no. in the middle of the night or, you know, random time. All right. Here's my other question. Um, do you have an exhaust fan in a bathroom up there? Yeah. And do you know if that exhaust fan, where it vents out to? Yeah, it's, it's outside. It doesn't Outside vent into that attic space. No, it doesn't. Okay, because it's weird. Like, so last night when you were in bed, it was running. Yes. 
Yeah, you should not. There should be not. There shouldn't be sixty percent humidity up in that attic unless something is pumping moisture up in that mm. um, attic. So my guess yeah. is you have a faulty humidistat. Oh, okay. Um, so where where are you, Julian Algonquin? Algonquin. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law live out there. Whenever yeah, I whenever whenever I drive out there, I go. I got an Al freaking Gonquin. We love Al Gonquin. <laughs> we love them, and I'll go. I'll go wherever they are. They're the best. Um, That's nice. Um. All right. Well, you know who you got I'll out there. You, you know who you got out there in Algonquin that could help you is the Mega Pro guys. Yeah, I've heard of them. Call them. Mega Pro. Tell them we spoke. Tell them you need somebody to come look at that humidistat, and they can send an electrician out there. I don't know that uh, our friends at uh, Arnold go all the way out to Algonquin. They may, but that would be an electrician to fix that. If the fan is running, then we need a new humidistat on there. I think you got a bad humidistat. Okay. All right. I'll call Megapros. And who else did you say? ArnoldElectricChicago.com. Electric. All right. Thanks so much, Lou. You got it, Julie Knight. Love your show. Love you. Oh, no, she doesn't have a show. I have a show. She loves my show. I love, maybe she's got a show. Maybe she's a dancer. Eight, five, I'm going to just make things up for our listeners. Oh, she's, she's does puppeteering. I love your puppets. You're just being facetious. Don't Boom. touch me because I'm close to the edge. 9.31 in the morning. Uh, this is Lindsay's last day. And uh, but before that, we go into the WGN newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. You're listening to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. The Japanese are just they're they're better at being human. Can we admit that? They're you know they're more polite. They're better at design. The Japanese toilet. Are you familiar with the Japanese toilet? The Japanese took the most disgusting experience of human existence and fixed it. <laughs> The Japanese toilet washes you, dries you, does your taxes. And that is in a Tokyo airport bathroom. You leave a Japanese public restroom cleaner than when you walked in. You leave an American public restroom with PTSD. Your only thought is, how can I forget that experience? Is there alcohol nearby? Jim Gaffigan and uh, Jerry Seinfeld were just in town. And a couple friends that went to the show said it was great. 857-557-4, This is John in Calumet City. Hey, John. Hello. Hello there, sir. I have a problem with this. Well, questions with the sump pump. Number one, uh, the brings the, about eight inches of water in 10 minutes, so it's oxidizing every 10 minutes. And the second thing is I'm getting a lot of sand with it. Okay. And so every 10 minutes on a sunny day like today, it's going off. Yes, it's bringing eight inches of water in there. And um, if you... Un- I've had to- Go ahead. I had had the city out. It's not city water. 
Okay, so they've determined that it's groundwater. It's not coming from a broken pipe anywhere underground. Yeah. Okay. And, John, if you unplug that sump pump, have you unplugged the sump pump? And if you did, how high does the water come? I haven't uh, done that. Okay, so uh, let me back up a little bit. You've obviously had the sump pump for a while. Is this a new phenomenon? Is this a new phenomenon that's coming to this or no? I just replaced the sump pump about three months ago. Okay, and prior to that, this was not an issue? I don't think so. You don't think so. Okay. And when you re- and did you replace the sump pump? Yes. Okay. And is the pump that you put in, is it any different in the mechanics from the old one that you pulled out? No. Okay. And you didn't lengthen a pipe or put the pump in any deeper than the old one was? No. You have a check valve on the sump pump? Yes. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. When we're off, when we get done on the phone call, I want you to go downstairs, because right now you're saying it's bringing in water and the thing is pumping. Yes. Okay. Unplug the pump, and let's see where the water comes in, right? And if you unplug it, and then the water comes in, and at some point it stops, if it's at least a foot below the top of the sump pump pit, okay? Then I want you to adjust the float and possibly even raise the pump to so it doesn't go off as often. And look, water seeks its own level. And if the pit holds a little bit more water, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. And um, that will cause the pump not to run as often. The other issue is... In relationship to the floor, how high is the check valve? It's it's uh, uh, above the uh, above the floor, probably uh, uh, a foot or so. Well, no, maybe not. Uh, the, the check valve is in the pit. The check valve is in the pit. Okay, the check valve should be about eye level. That's where the location of the check valve should be, because that way, if you ever have to go replace it, it's easier to do. And also, the pipe that is screwed into the pump, there should be an eighth-inch hole drilled in the side of that pipe as a, as a drain and to keep the check valve a little quieter and um, prolong the life of the pump. A quarter inch, quarter inch hole, not an eighth inch. Pardon me. Okay. So unplug the pump. Let's see where the water goes. If it raises up and stops, and it's at least a foot below the top of the pump, then you need to disconnect that check valve. Probably redo the piping so you can raise the check valve. That should be out of the pit. So you may need a little length of pipe and a threaded cap that you're going to glue on there to reset it and then put a brick or two underneath that pump. Like once you kind of determine, well, if the float was here, it would hold this water and not run as much. And this, this was a pre-made assembly with a backup pump. 
Oh, that all came by one. Uh, what is it? A basement wa- uh, basement watchdog. Yes. So it's all preset. Yes. Okay. Then we need to just re- so we need to raise the pu- so do this test that I mentioned, and make sure that when that pump is going off, if it's a pre-made with a primary and a backup, can you make sure that it's not the backup pump that's running because of where the float is set. No, it's it's the main pump. It's a main pump. And, and what about the, what about the sand issue? Sand issue, I don't know what to tell you about. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's groundwater around there, and um, I think if you raise up and help it hold more water, is there any construction around you at all? No, none. No, none. Build, the building the building is like sixty years old. Okay, a lot of sand. A lot. The last time I. I cleaned it. I, I, I got dug out two five-gallon buckets of sand out of it. Wow. We may need to put a sewer camera in the drain tile to find out what's going on. Where are you, Calumet City? Yes, sir. Uh, why don't you give a call to Permaseal, 800-421-SEAL. They have plumbing services down by you. Uh, and they should be able to yep. help you. They should be able to help you with that. Eight hundred four two one seal. They can come out and inspect it for free and give you an estimate on what it would take to put a camera down that and see what's going on. Something else going on there that you need some help with. I appreciate the phone call. Hey, that's our last call. Sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening. Lindsay, thank you for producing. Bob Ferguson, thanks for pushing all the buttons. Don Kleppen. Andy Mazur, the future voice of television for the Chicago White Sox. Did you hear that, Jerry Reinsdorf? He's the guy for you. We'll be back next week with more House March Radio. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy this beautiful day.